There's too many homelosers, too many trimmers, but I like to watch them for rotten treasure. Hi, welcome to Rotten Treasure. Uh, we watched uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. I'm your host, Jim O'Donnell, and with me as always is the other host, Kai Bobby. Hi, Jim. Hi, Kai. How are you? Pretty good. I'm yeah. living my life. Yeah, I'm uh-huh. feeling it. It's a, it's a, mm-hmm. it's, it's terrible, Jim. It's all yeah. terrible. It's all uh-huh. really bad. Mm-hmm. Great. Uh, <laughs> let's bring in our guest. I was actively listening. <laughs> That was the closest we've ever come to like banter before a show, as if we like prepared that. Um, let's bring in our guest. Let's. Do uh, it. Joe Gates once called them a rock star of an improviser. It's Dan Higgins. I'm just falling apart at this. Everything is terrible. I can't so sorry, believe Dan. it. Uh-huh. Everything hurts. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I yeah, love the no. idea of an episode just of any podcast just starting off immediately. Like, all right, well, our turn. They're having a rough day. Let's ignore this subject matter. <laughs> I thought this was about Nightmare on Elm Street. It's just an hour and a half. I'm like, and then when I was three. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, perfect. Well, welcome, Dan. Yeah, thanks for having me. Welcome to you as well. No, welcome back. Well, thank you. Not welcome to this virtual space us. we're sharing together. Ugh. This wasn't here before we created it. Now it is. Oh, I, I didn't like that. <laughs> Realizing that this, uh, this gets created and goes away. Oh no. Well, no, I'm saving it. Uh, it's a safe space that will be on a file on my computer for a very long time. But that's just a, uh, a remnant, a memory mm-hmm. of 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 this space, because we're creating a space. But, like, the listener's going to create a space, too. And they're two different spaces. Mm-hmm. Dream right. spaces. <laughs> <laughs> this is just a... Tri- the, the podcast itself is just a tribute to us coming together. Uh, none of the <laughs> none of the audience gets to experience us, the energy we bring together. Yeah. Really philosophical. Philosophical. What am I doing here? Uh, it's the really most philosophical. <laughs> really philosophical. Right at the top. Uh like most good podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> I just had to justify why I said welcome to your podcast <laughs> by getting ethereal about it. No, thank you. Yes, and uh, thank you. <laughs> uh, I wish we did do a live show because I would actually, I was going to say there's like, I, I really wanted to give the exact, uh, what is it called? The HTTPS, what do you call that? Hyper Hyperlink? Is that what Hypertext called? protocol link. You, is that what yeah, it stands look for? Lookup link. Um, sure. It's a URL is what you're looking for. Yeah. I wanted to give it out. I really want I want to be able to give it out. I want to invite whoever wants to come in <laughs> to the conversation. I've never done that before, but we need to do a live episode where we can do that. My uh I thought when you said that you want to do a live show, I thought you meant like we go to a theater and do it live. Like I think Ross has done Ooh. live shows. Uh and you just reminded me of uh one time I saw Drew Drew Larkman go on stage and they need to fill like five minutes and he came out and went all right everyone get out your phones we're going to someone i'm not going to leave the stage until five people like me on instagram go this is my instagram handle and then he filled he very well filled up five minutes doing that 
Oh, you're going to have to say a celebrity's name to put over it or actually uh, <laughs> their correct name because you didn't use the right last name. <laughs> oh, did I not? Oh, uh, Drew Larkman. There you go. Yeah. You oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I was in the audience for that bit and I'm pretty sure I became one of the people that then started to follow him. Yes, I didn't have to because I already followed him. You should have unfollowed then refollowed, but I don't think that would have helped. I think he, yeah, he would have noticed that the the number went down and then back up again. <laughs> oh, if Drew didn't notice, the algorithm would have. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if the I don't know if the algorithm was part of the show. Oh, the algorithm runs the show. I never want. Dan, you got to stop like doing this to me right at the top of the show. <laughs> but, well, also, just real quick, Dan, you were crying earlier. Are you really okay? Yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> uh, yeah, everything's cool. I like. I'm, I made a, a lot of tasty food today that I don't get to eat until tomorrow. Mm. That was fantastic. I had a really good day. I got to hang out with uh, some human friends and some dog friends. Oh, uh, it was great. Do oh, you... <laughs> yeah. Okay, sorry. When you say dog friends, I I don't know why, but my brain. Uh, well, actually, I know I know the answer to this and why you're saying dog friends. But I like the idea that you just know dogs. You don't know the owners, but you're just like, oh yeah, no, I know that dog. Like, <laughs> so separately from the fact that I work with dogs, yeah. I also like just said hi to two dogs, separated from work entirely that I happen to know. Nice. And I was like, oh, hi, Rose. Hi, Rue. How you doing? Rue, you look real sharp in that sweater. Like, that's just that's just part of me coming home. <laughs> yeah. Wait, do you, are they, these are like dogs that like, I assume have owners, uh, but are you see on the street and then you are like, oh, I know this dog. Hello, dog. Do you also know the owners as well? Sometimes. Okay. <laughs> Sometimes the dog introduces me to the owner. Mm-hmm. Well... Yeah, uh, well, yeah. I feel like a very common thing for me on the street is I see a dog and then say, oh my god, I love your dog, can I pet your dog? And then I get to meet a person, despite the fact all we talk about is their dog. I mean, that's a great context to meet someone on. Yeah. I mean, I also currently work as a, you know, in a job where it's weird because I'll meet people's pets and not them for a little while because as a cleaner, a lot of times people's dogs are home or cats are home or whatever. I don't see many cats on the street getting walked, but every now and then, like, I've seen, like, oh, my God, I'm pretty sure that's that dog. <laughs> I know that dog, <laughs> um, which is weird because it'll be like, I've seen that dog, like, three months ago. Oh, my God, yes, I remember that house. <laughs> um, but it's weird. You don't go up to someone and be like, hey, I've been in your house, and I know your dog. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not unless you want to be friends with them. <laughs> yeah. Well, hang on a second. <laughs> you just reminded me of a story that my girlfriend did one time. Where we were walking down the street and we saw a dog with a person uh, walking ahead of us. And the dog was a little like out of control and walking. And the, uh, the person walking them was like, uh, I forget their name, but I'll say, Rue, stop, Rue. And was like doing that. And my girlfriend was like, oh, Rue, that's an adorable name. And then we were walking faster than that person. So we ended up walking past them. And then probably like six blocks later, we had stopped at a red light. And then... Uh, the guy walked up behind us with the dog and she turned and went, oh my God, Rue, and started petting this dog that she had met five minutes ago on the street. And I turned to the guy and was like, we heard you say his name like five blocks back. It's not, it's not a weird thing where she was following your dog around. And he was like, 
Oh my god, I was so freaked out that you knew my dog's name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, unless... Uh, I mean, I'm sure that happens to people who have, like, dogs that are, like, internet famous. Like, even that, like, it's probably, like... I'm sure you get used to it a little bit, but there's got to be a, sh- a short period of time where, like, before, you, like, well, you just went viral, where you're like, shit, why do you know my dog? Stop. Get away. <laughs> like John Mulaney's dog? Does John, Mulaney, uh, John Mulaney's dog get recognized, like, regularly? But it's probably because he's be- being walked by John Mulaney. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people say they see John Mulaney carrying Petunia on the streets. Cute. And then... I'm sure Petunia has an Instagram page, too. Oh, And yeah, a Twitter. Let's... Definitely an Instagram, because I think I follow it. I, I've definitely had people point, like, I've definitely been out, and someone's been like, oh my god, that's, uh, uh, that's like, that's Stella. And I'm like, who's Stella? It's like, oh, it's a dog with, like, 60,000 followers, and, like, it has a talking board, and it's amazing, and it is a very successful human being of a dog. Mm. Oops. <laughs> human being of a dog uh yeah i have seen people like i have been out with people and they go oh my god that's this dog i follow them on instagram i'm like i can't tell dogs apart that well <laughs> like i know like if I, I i get the feeling that if you put one of the dogs i grew up with in like a different context i wouldn't be able to recognize that they were my dog i'd be like oh that's an adorable dog and then my mom would, and then my mom would be like, "It should be, it's Jared." I I don't know why when you said different context, I guess my brain was thinking like dog calendar uh, kind of stuff because I was just like, "Oh, now they're a cowboy." Usually, my dog's a scuba diver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I guess it depends on what month it is, but yeah, no, it's it's really confusing. Um, no, I just met in like a different room with like with, with like a person who's not my parents. <laughs> yeah. Well, scuba dog scuba dog dives. Uh, bleh, scuba dog month is definitely July. Oh yeah. Uh, cowboy. Okay. <laughs> are those June and July? Cowboy and and scuba diving. I I mean back to back. I mean I feel like that's good contrast visually. Like I'd be happy if I that was I turned the page because I don't like to whenever I get a calendar and it involves like pictures of cute animals. I make sure to just like put it up. I don't want to see the month until I see it. You know, like I, want I hate it to that be they a, put them all on the back. Yeah, I don't look at that. Mm-mm, nope, not gonna look. I wish it was oh. like on an inside flap. Yeah, keep it. A, you keep you it two separate. have such a. Uh, self control. Because I, when I get a calendar, I immediately look at all the pictures. Because I'm like, I want to see what I want to see what all these dogs look like. Mm-mm. No, gotta save it. Gotta Have save you ever it. seen those like extremely wasteful 365 tear away calendars? Yes, yes. And like they have like a comic on them or like an inspirational saying. Mm-hmm. Can you wait a day to read all of those, or do yes. you just like tear through it if you were to buy that? Is it like I, where's where's the cutoff? Like is like you have to look at twelve. Like twelve is yes. is is non plus. You just you look at twelve. If we were separated into like fortnights, okay. So there's fifty two. There's a calendar with fifty two pages. Do you look at all of them, or do you wait like a week to look at all of them? I would probably do the thing where I flip through it, like a like a uh, a. Like, like a skimming lot of a new cash. Book? Yeah, I'd, I'd, yeah, exactly. I'd like I'm skimming a new book. I'd flip through and go, hmm, yes, but I wouldn't have actually looked at any of the dogs. Mm. And then every week I'd open it up and be like, oh, a new dog, cool. And I might peek at the next one if I'm feeling, uh, uh, especially 
I need to look at dogs that day. I think we might be onto something. 52-page calendars seem like something we need in our society. <laughs> I think they're uh, called day planners. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, yeah, but I want them to be like the same week size planners. as a calendar. The, what yeah. are they, whatever they're called. <laughs> I, oh, I, I had agendas at school. And that, whatever that it was... is, it's a product I don't buy. No. <laughs> oh, I remember in high school we had agendas. And the, your agenda in my high school was the most important thing in the world. You had to have it on you at all times. Uh, it was your hall pass, essentially. Uh, someone They would sign your hall pass to say you're out bet- at this time. Um, your agenda? Yeah, it was, just an, it was just a weekly It was just a weekly calendar that said, like, what you okay. were supposed to do that day. And they were like, you have to write things down in your agenda um. to have, like, a weekly schedule. And as someone who is extremely disorganized, that was very difficult for me. Uh, and would some I would sometimes receive a failing grade because they would, uh, they would force me like one of the grades would be you have to write everything down in your agenda and we'll we'll check it at the end of the week and mm-hmm. I never wrote anything down. It was impossible. There was a uh, uh, an employer of mine or like a like a superior of mine at a at a job that I had, and I was like trying to go for like, uh, I was a supervisor. I was trying to go for like uh, a leadership minus position kind of like not quite leadership but like kind of there but one step up from where i was going regardless um and the dude who was like training me and like trying to suit me up for it was kind of saying like you're not organized enough for this but it like not in so many words until after like a week after he gifted me like a day planner (laughs) yes Oh, that man. I did not use for a week. He's like, oh, let me look at your day planner. And I was like, I'm not getting this job. This isn't happening. <laughs> I just cannot use a day planner. <laughs> what a what a like passive aggressive gift to give someone to be like, oh, you need this in your life because you need to live your life the same way I live mine right? here. Like, yeah. right. And like, I'm just here. Like, I just want more money. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I gotta say, I I find uh, oh, I'm stealing this this language from a uh, a song, uh, but I find comfort in the clutter is the name of actually a song by someone named Petey, who I started listening to on TikTok. You're welcome, Petey. Free promotion. Uh, <laughs> you're welcome, Petey. I don't know why I'm being so mean to someone's I, music that I like. <laughs> I was I was really hoping you'd be like, yeah, I'm stealing this from a uh, song. So I have a stairway to heaven. uh... (laughs) no but i honestly genuinely like i'm a very chaotic chaos like uh and cluttered person like this i'm using a background it's not just because uh i like to put a background on each episode which jim never mentions or talks about and it's fine um (laughs) it's also because i don't want you to see all the fucking chaos in my room (laughs) but at the same time i find comfort in it i love my chaos i love my clothes mess i like having an array of clothes that i'm like yeah, I might wear that in a day or two, but if I don't keep it out of my bed, then I won't actually remember to wear it. <laughs> out of sight, out of mind. Yeah, you got to have that visible for you. Um, I know I do. Yeah. I know where things are. They're just like, you know, they're just kind of dispersed in my space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, you need a paperclip? Uh, it's on the back left of the bookshelf. <laughs> yeah. Second shelf down, and it's like underneath a ceramic mushroom. Mm-hmm. I think we made this exact same joke last time Dan was on. Really? <laughs> that really? sounds so familiar. Like, <laughs> Dan, I think you said that exact thing, except it was like, oh, I have a paperclip. It's underneath. It, it was something like it's holding up uh, the uh, the leg of your desk or something like that. Well, it's moved since then. <laughs> <laughs> 
I only have one paperclip, you see. <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to think if I ever really need more than... I can't remember the last time I even needed one. Uh, I don't have Are many you familiar papers. with one red paperclip? Uh, is that the person who, like, traded a bunch of... Uh, like, traded a paperclip until he got a house? I think so, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. I-, I was hoping you remembered. Yep. I think we've even <laughs> talked about it on the podcast. Oh, God. On or my last episode? Oh, on no. your last episode. No, but Jim and I, I think are, I think the reason why I remember this is because I think I've talked to, to Jim about this mm-hmm. with you on this podcast. <laughs> okay. Well, the paper has moved since then. It's a house. Uh, yeah, now it's actually, oh, wow. I don't know why, but I actually want a paperclip to be made into a house. Not like an actual regular size, but I want a giant paperclip house. Um, that like you can live in the cylinder parts, like it has oh. to be very, very large. Like the world. Wait, it would be taller. It would be standing upright. Standing upright. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I wanted it to, to get be everything least... through ladders. Yeah, your house just two <laughs> elevators. <laughs> well, the only other way that this would work is that if it was a paperclip in space, which I think would be really cool too, because then you could just like float up <laughs> through the paperclip wherever you need to go. But yeah, I like that it's. It would be kind of annoying when you're like side by side next to somebody else, like you're like banging on the walls when you know the part where the paper clips like touch too much. Like you don't want a room next to somebody else's. Don't judge how much they touch. Cylinder. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean it's just a very intimate part of the paper clip. I just the entirety of the spiral of a paper clip is very intimate. (laughs) It sounds like you just want to live in like a McDonald's play place. (laughs) (laughs) If a McDonald's play place was a was a space station. Yeah. If a McDonald's yeah. play place was a PlayStation, no. If a McDonald's play place was a space station, I'd play PlayStation on that space station shaped like a McDonald's play place. Yeah. That was so impressive. You came up with that on the fly. It took me three tries. <laughs> I know. Like, I know Edit you stuttered. Out the, the parts where I made mistakes and the parts where I said uh, that it took me three tries. I don't believe in the part that I just said and the two parts prior that I mentioned because this is all a bit because I thought it was really funny. (laughs) Are you going to be mad at me if I'm just lazy and decide to keep it all? That's Yeah, that's what you should do. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) That was the ultimate instruction was keep it all, by the way. (laughs) Oh, okay. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, I'm really good at instructions. Uh, (laughs) Oh, that's really pulling back the curtain on how we do this show. It's fine. <laughs> the amount of people who... Not a lot oh, of people no, actually do this. we broke the fourth wall on a podcast. <laughs> oh, not a lot of people actually do this, but we do sometimes have people go, you know what, I didn't like that. Can we just take that out? And we go, yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> but, and then and we talk about it enough times out. that they're like, oh, crap, never mind. I guess just keep it. <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah. it's that time. I got I to gotta ask because I want to get into this. Is it okay? Can we do it? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, let's do it. Uh it's- Kai, you asked the question. Ah, oh, I'm so nervous. Okay, cool. Um, <clears throat> Dan? Yeah. Um, what is your relationship with the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise as a whole? Uh, it scared the hell out of me as a kid before I even saw a single movie. <laughs> uh, just with, like, the the brand power of Fred Krueger as a character. Uh, Mm -hmm. I think I was introduced uh, 
via the Simpsons, which I think is a recurring theme from the prior episode that I was on to. Oh no, it was the Muppets. It was Muppet Babies last time. It's usually Muppets. Oh or yeah, Simpsons you were on Indiana Jones. Yeah, Muppets yeah. and yeah. Simpsons every time. It happens. Uh, so yeah, definitely had a lot of like recurring nightmares. Uh, not only with Freddy, but Freddy was included in some of these. Um, and then I didn't see any of the movies until maybe like high school age or a little older. And I was like, this performance is great. This character is actually really hokey. Uh, I love it. <laughs> yeah, this is a really um, silly re- person. Yeah, really, really terrified as a child. And then there's a lot of camp here that I that I really like now. Yeah, I have to ask, uh, Was as a child, was the most terrifying part where... Uh, where Freddy Krueger was running down an alley like uh, like Tommy Pickles. <laughs> <laughs> you mean like your current uh, background? Yeah, yeah. Where he's yeah, just like, okay. I don't know how to use my limbs. I'm like... <laughs> oh, <laughs> I was trying to remember an episode of Rugrats that had Fred Krueger on it. I was like, no, I'm not remembering no, this. No, just Freddy Tommy... is running like Tommy Pickles. No, yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah, Tommy Pickles just he's the yeah he's the youngest. He hasn't quite figured out how to use his legs properly. Uh, that's funny. My first note I wrote was Freddy rubs like a crab because that's how he was. <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I guess they seem it is more crab like. I suppose. Oh, I yeah, see no, where it, you're coming just... from though. It's Tommy just... Pickles does not walk unlike a crab. <laughs> Basically the same. If I were to say babies walk like anything, it's crabs. <laughs> With the hands, too? Like, I've never seen babies doing that. Yeah, they're learning how to balance. And they're they're flinging their arms. Around. Do you ever hear about the thing where babies... Like, newborn babies... Uh, one of the reasons they wake up so frequently in the night is because they have no control over their arms, so they sometimes slap themselves awake. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I so, never knew that. Yeah, me neither. Like, so, hold on, just, they're, are they not doing like a... <laughs> well, it's, it, I, uh, this is great. This is great uh, podcast, by the way. Yeah, yeah, good, good stuff. <laughs> Let's see it visually. I just smacked myself in the face, everyone, just like very normally. It's like Jim's kind of noodle arming it right now. <laughs> when you see when you like hold a baby at, at a certain point in their life, they're kind of just like wiggly because they don't know how they're like they mm. don't know they don't have control over their muscles yet. That's so, why they're swaddled. Yeah, exactly. And when you put them to rest, uh, they they sometimes will like move their hands in a way that slaps their own face, and it wakes them up. That checks out. Yeah, that I, baby brain doesn't know what it's doing yet. I'm pretty sure I read it on Reddit one time, so it could be very much not true. Uh, and I'm just f- <laughs> putting false information out into the world. But that's what I read, and that's what I'm going to believe in my life. That's right, everyone. Anyone who's listening right now and your child is resting like in their, their bed, just know that they're slapping themselves right now. <laughs> like, yeah. If, yeah, if you want your child, if you want your baby to get a good night's sleep, you should go into their crib very gently and just... Put your hands on either of their elbows and then just wiggle their hands back and forth so their palms hit their cheeks and say, stop hitting yourself, stop hitting yourself, stop hitting yourself. And the rhythmic motion uh, mimics uh, rest. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. 
Uh, yeah, raise a child like a like a, an older brother. <laughs> I have to know. Mm-hmm. So, you thought this was scary, correct? Growing up. Uh, Growing do, up, yeah. Do you yes. think it's scary now? <laughs> I think like the concept of like being hunted in your dreams and not being able to sleep. That's terrifying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that this movie does a really good job of like delivering that premise and like kind of making you live in it. And like Nancy's terrified, like, and the movie does a good job of putting you in her shoes, so to speak. Um, I think this movie's good. Or like, I think there's too many of them, but I think this first one is is really good. And I think I think Wes Craven's really good at what you know they do. Um, Have have you watched all all seven movies plus the other two? I've seen, uh, I want to say five of them. Okay. Um, I haven't seen the whole series, uh, but I've enjoyed the ones that I've seen for different reasons. And later ones are kind of much hokier, and then they kind of get into this, like, slasher franchise trope of, like, further sequels are just kind of like how extreme can the kills get you know what's the what's mm-hmm. the shot in the trailer what what yeah. what are the scenes that people are going to talk about less than like what is you know this uh suspense director's like pet screenplay and and like passion project right. versus like how do we keep this ball rolling yeah since it is and because it's dreams they get really wacky like, yeah. especially especially since you could tell that at some point, the people who get brought on for screenwriters are like, well, I had a dream like this one time. I had a dream uh, one time where uh, my stomach exploded. So uh, let's put that scene in the movie. Yeah. So it, it becomes wackier and wackier because of that. Yeah, everyone dreams. And there's like a lot of shared imagery uh, from person to person, I think, just in terms of like how the brain processes information and what we uh, see in our sleeping world mm. yeah plus there's a i think this might be an influence of movies because there's a there's a language to movies uh to give you the information as quickly as possible um so we see a lot of we see a lot of the same like symbolism in our dreams because i think because of movies uh, <clears throat> have done that i was just watching a Lindsay ellis video on hercules and she pointed out that at what when hercules prays to zeus in the scene where he meets him he gets on his knees and prays like a Christian. But because he's Greek, mm-hmm. that's not the way they would have prayed. But we're just trying to get the, across the point that he's praying, so it doesn't need to be accurate. It just needs to show the audience that it's praying. And because it's going to be a mostly Western audience, he gets on his knees and prays like a Christian. Yeah, it's, it's like an icon of visual language. Yeah. For the intended audience. Yeah, which is why I think that there's like a. I think that's why they have like dream interpreters, like the dream, the dream interpretation books. Mm-hmm. They they have those where it's like this means this in your dreams, like uh, teeth falling out means that you're uh, uh you uh are insecure with your looks, hmm. uh, and that's pretty strong across the board. Uh, and that's just because that's what we would associate with uh our looks. Yeah, they are luxury bones. Yeah, they are luxury bones. <laughs> Yeah, I guess now if you have one of those dreams, it's more like, I can't afford my teeth. Um, falling is very common, too. Yeah, I was going to say, that's probably a pretty common one. Yeah. I. Although that's, I, uh, 
I've I've heard that that's um, it's called a hypnagogic jerk, and it has something to do with elements of your physiology falling asleep at different times and like your equilibrium coming out of whack. So sometimes if you ever get that like sudden waking up as though you felt like you were falling, yeah. um, I, I I wonder if like uh the like affinity to dream of falling down and that phenomenon has anything to do with each other from from my understanding that uh, what you're talking about is um your it's when your heart rate uh starts to drop when you fall asleep uh sometimes it does it like a little too suddenly like normally your body just like when you go to sleep your your heart rate like drops a little bit and puts yourself in sleep mode it's a very normal thing but sometimes your body gets freaked out by that uh and it will wake itself it will like give you a jolt of energy that's why you wake up like <gasps> uh because you and you, because you hit the ground and then the dream is just interpreting it as falling because that's what it feels like to your body but wow. it's really your it's really like your body is falling asleep a little too quickly for itself and it's not anything dangerous yeah. because your body it's your body doing what it's normally doing but it's yeah, just sometimes I'm, it freaks out i'm grateful that my body has systems on systems that keep each other in check and like check in on each other like maybe they're not communicating the best but like uh it's like, oh man you're shutting the heart down what's going on yeah. wake up i don't know i was gonna say i see like a little like little tiny minions in there with like uh clipboards and shit like that okay uh-huh oh what do you mean <laughs> they didn't come into work today all right well the heart's gonna do what the heart's gonna do we'll see what happens you know like <laughs> we're gonna have to tell the brain to wake the fuck up <laughs> <laughs> I like you imagine that inside your body is like that episode of SpongeBob, uh, where they're all like in it. They all have like desk jobs, and they're like, well, "We gotta go. We gotta get rid of everything that's not fine dining and our uh, and breathing." Uh, I have another question. Um, were you speaking of in terms of like, uh, like being inspired? Uh, like the writers must have been inspired, you know, in the later ones because I haven't seen them yet, but um, with their own dreams. Do either one of you, and I only know this because I watched um, the Netflix episode, uh, the movies that made us on A Nightmare uh, on Elm Street. Mm-hmm. Uh, either one of you know the inspiration, where the inspiration for this movie came from? Oh, it I was um, someone who died in their sleep because, oh man. I want to say... Like, their heart rate like went up in their sleep or something. I forget the the details of the or the. I remember hearing about this, but I forget. It was in Cambodia. Um, okay. Okay. It was. I think. I think there was some. I gotta double check here, but I believe there's some information between like 13 to 18 kids um, were reported of dying um, in their sleep and were like reporting of nightmares during that time period, um, like or unexplicably. That's fucking terrifying. Like what? Uh, I mean, there's gotta be. There's gotta be. A logical explanation. It's not Freddy Krueger. So it was. Uh, uh, this is a really quick thing that I, I, I like a sentence I just read. But it was uh, uh, refugees that had flee that had fled to America because mm-hmm. of the war and the genocide in Laos, uh, Cambodia, and Vietnam. Mm-hmm. They were suffering such horrible nightmares that they were refusing to go to sleep. And our bodies need sleep, so. Mm you all people die when they don't sleep uh and because they were suffering these horrible nightmares they wouldn't go to sleep and they would die in their sleep later on and 
Oh, I don't want to read that next sentence. Yeah. Very sad things. Uh, yeah. Was it? Who, who who wrote it? You said it was was it West something? What's his name? West Craven. Oh, Wes Craven directed it. I forget who wrote the screenplay. It. Oh, I thought it was Wes Craven. Let me look. It might have been. It is. I thought I, I thought I remember seeing a second name attached at least. Uh, nope. Wes Craven, produced by Robert Shea, might have been what Got you it. saw, because he was it, a big influence in there. The, the 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 episode was definitely worth a watch because it was interesting to find out that literally the the whole New Line Cinema wouldn't exist if it wasn't for this movie. Like this this the success of this Freddy movie, uh, yeah, wouldn't exist. And I didn't I didn't know that I didn't know that um that literally like all was riding on this. Like the dude. I think they had originally. Yeah. Um, I think it was originally shot for only seven hundred thousand dollars. Oh, Jim's job. I yeah, um, I have it up so. All uh, I know, one point one million, which is not yeah, a lot it, for a movie. They started at seven, and then like three quarters of the way pr- through production, they couldn't pay the cast and crew, so they got a second, yeah. like injection of another four hundred thousand. But it was originally wow. like New Line going to make this three quarter million dollar movie that like just launched the whole studio, which they actually go over in the seventh movie, uh, because the seventh movie takes place in real life. Ooh, it's a whoa. very interesting movie. Where hold on, it takes place in real life where Freddy Krueger is a movie and not a real yes. person. Well, <laughs> it, it, okay. this is very I'll, interesting. I'll find out. I'll find out. Don't ruin it. No, ruin it. Okay, uh, <laughs> uh, it's a very interesting thing where it is. It takes place in real life. <laughs> Wes Craven is in there as himself. Uh, Heather uh, Langenkamp is in there as herself. Uh, they have made the movie. <laughs> it's a thing where the Nightmare on Elm Street series exists. But then, because he dies in the sixth movie, Wes Craven explains, because he really exists, uh, but was kept within the movie realm, he didn't come into real life, but because they killed him off in the movie, he became a real entity. Oh, no. Is that New Nightmare? Yes. It's okay. really good. It's okay, really just... good. Bad third act, but really good movie. So because it's a real movie... Okay, so the- because it's a movie... Does that mean that if they die in that movie, that Freddy's going to come to our reality, like in real, real life? Yeah, that's the the, the plot of the movie is Freddy comes to real, real life. No, but okay. Oh, oh no, no, no. Uh, I don't like it anybody is... who runs like that after me. <laughs> like... <laughs> what if he has a screwdriver? What if he has really long arms, like really fun long arms? Then it's fine. Then he'd be a crab. <laughs> yeah, long arm crab great oh my god did yeah. you know that uh um a certain species of uh crabs can have uh their claws harvested for meat and then they are like reintroduced to the ocean and they can like live and survive and it's potentially possible for one of this species to crab to li- live long enough to have their claw harvested a second time really so we might be able to find a way to stop being such like still be kind of dicks to crabs, but like not as much of a dick to crabs. Yeah, I mean it's it's, it's much less likely that they will survive in yeah. their environment because they kind of like you know lost a major appendage that also serves as like a weapon and likely a source of food gathering. Yeah, this feels meaner than just yeah. killing them and eating them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you took away their defense mechanism. <laughs> it's rough. I like that, that that you think that that's not being dick to crabs though. <laughs> <laughs> nah, that's straight up. That's real. That's not. I mean, that's just like the relationship to rapport we have. Crabs know the deal. 
Do they? Um, <laughs> did they sign up for this? I don't think so. Um, fun little fact. My nephew's first like complicated word was crab cakes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he, uh, you know, he said all the mom and dad thing, which is like mama and dad, dad. They're uh, to me, they're not real words. They're sounds that we. They're single phonemes. With. Yeah. His first complicated word was crab cakes when we were on vacation. <laughs> his, my uh, brother-in-law was like push him around the uh, store and was like, hmm, crab cakes. And then his son goes, hmm, crab cakes. <laughs> and he was like, <laughs> oh, God. Okay, I'm going to go back to the scary part because I want to get into some scary. What okay. do you think is the scariest part of this film? Like in terms of like what scene do you think in terms like still... Like, do you think definitely takes the cake for just doesn't sit right with you? Uh, Tina flipping around her bedroom. Yeah, that's rough. Okay. That, that was cool. I think they, uh, I saw that how they like, they shot that whole thing with the room being able the to The rotating spin. room? Yeah, yep. the rotating room. That was really cool that they did that. They uh, only got one take on... Uh, oh, really? Glenn's death, uh, Johnny Depp's character, because they... They used the rotating yep. room for Tina's shots, and then they used the same rotating room just upside down, like fully upside down to get the whole blood pour out, Ugh. and they stained that whole set with like yeah. 50 gallons of uh, fake blood. They had to go all in. Ugh. Or so 500 gallons? Oh, I have no idea. Oh. It's five and some number of zeros. <laughs> five million gallons of blood. That's how much is in Johnny Depp. gallons of fake blood. Um, uh, it's funny the the Tina scene so uh, this is a story that happened one time my when one time me and my little sister were hanging out she's about 8 years younger than me and she was maybe 14 when this happened and I was showing her old movie trailers for horror movies and we were laughing at how outdated they are now because we were she was like oh my god like people thought this was scary so I showed her like Friday 13th uh alien all these movies that by today's standards aren't really that scary and mm-hmm. then we get to a nightmare on elm street and she starts she starts off like laughing like ha 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 he's like in their dreams that's weird and wacky and then it shows tina's death and she got real quiet and yeah. then like as as it's like going on she just goes can we turn this off mm-hmm. i don't want to watch this anymore and i was like oh are you actually scared by this? She was like, yes, please. I don't want to watch this anymore. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. I just scarred you. Uh, oops. I didn't. Because it's such a wacky movie and it's such a wacky movie franchise to me. Yeah. That I never even thought that it could be scary to a 13 year old girl. Yeah. I mean, it's scary to a 34 year old non-binary person. I'm right here. Not <laughs> a lot of it, but just uh, specifically the part that gets me is, well, we already expressed it on the podcast that I don't like the movie Hollow Man. And it's because I don't like <laughs> invisible things attacking me. I don't like the mm. idea of being attacked by invisible things or being you know attacked by invisible things. Like, and that's why tied to it, I think the thing that gets me the creepiest is the uh, when her body is being dragged by Freddy in the in the high school, and is you just see a bag being pulled by an invisible person um, or invisible entity. Um, it's Freddy, um, but I don't. I just I uh, don't. I so I don't like it. Is is it an invisible Freddy pulling Tina's body, or is it Freddy shape shifted as Tina in the body bag 
moving himself down the hallway. Okay. I somehow in that sentence, I have formed an opinion that is definitive in my mind. All right. I can't <laughs> wait to hear it. What's that? Um, I would say that it is Freddy pulling Tina. Although you say invisible Freddy, I actually, for my head cannon, he has a like a, a he has a string that he's pulling her on. Uh, mm. because that's uh, kind of more yeah, kind of more in his wheelhouse. Yeah. Um, but yes, I think of it as that because there's the motif of all the kids vis- visit her in their dreams after they've died. So I like mm. to think that they've died in that world and so they exist in that world now their own personal hell yes Uh, we love to see it (laughs) yeah that's i guess that's uh, i guess my headcanon has created this unintended uh hellish part in which these children are trapped in a horrified dream world for all of eternity Oh, if my consciousness just existed forever specifically in, like, Horror Town, I'd only be okay if it was actually Halloween Town. That's the only town that's of horror that I'm cool with. I'd, st- I'd live forever Michael in Halloween Myers, Town. Michael Myers, Halloween <laughs> Town, or Halloween Town from A Nightmare Before Christmas? Halloween, or, no, or Halloween, Halloween Town, like Calabar's Revenge. I'm referring to Halloween Town from Disney Channel. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, to be specific, where, like... A friendly guy who is made of, like, a, a friendly skeleton drives a taxi. Like, that's that's the kind of <laughs> world I want to live in. I like, the, I like that, that bar. <laughs> I like that bar you've set for yourself, which is, the kind of world I want to live in is where a nice guy drives a taxi. <laughs> <laughs> well, a nice skeleton. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't see many skeletons, and I'm like, you know, I really want to associate with that skeleton. But it's nice when they're just like, have a nice day. You're like, wow, you know what? Maybe, maybe it'd you be see better skeletons about skeletons every day. <laughs> don't do this to me, Dan. Oh. <laughs> they just have a lot of meat on them. <laughs> Are we all skeletons? Yes, we're just meaty skeletons. Yes, and that's it. <laughs> Canonically, we're all skeletons. <laughs> Um, All right, go ahead. I, I think a, a thing that was interesting was um, that you mentioned, Dan, was uh, that you were scared by it before you had seen it. Because I had the same uh, experience where uh, the Freddy vs. Jason came out in like 2003, and I saw the picture of Freddy, and I was scared mm-hmm. to death of that picture of Freddy. Um, and then luckily, everyone I knew had an older brother or older cousin who had seen all the movies, and then they got to describe that to me, and then I was scared to death of uh, sleeping because of that. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I I fully blame the video store of for having like a just like I hadn't seen the movies, but like I saw all the covers, mm-hmm. and like the illustrations are like super evocative. They're great. They're wonderful mm-hmm. uh, from the original VHS covers. Um, but scared the hell out of me as a kid. Yeah, that that was an interesting thing that gets. <laughs> here comes old man jim uh interesting thing it's lost nowadays is you don't get the cover art and like what you think the movie is mm-hmm. and then you watch it and you're sorely disappointed uh same no, with you video get the full trailer and you go all right well i've seen it yeah like <laughs> like um uh dang you play video games when you were younger 
did you read the the booklets that came with video games? Loved it. Yeah. The whole the whole way home from the store several mm. times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And wasn't it just so much more like impressive than the actual game sometimes? Well, it had to be. It's like it's the meat on the skeleton. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. like you know, an eight bit game is a skeleton. You need to bring some imagination to it to like flesh everything out. Yeah. Flesh. Oh god. <laughs> we got to get all these skeletons, guys. <laughs> but yeah, um What was my point? Oh, but did you have like that experience not even with Friday the 13th or not Friday the 13th of Nightmare on Elm Street of like hearing about a franchise or like movies before you had watched it and it's scaring the ha- like scared the heck out of you. Ooh. Because, for example, to uh, to vamp a bit, uh, this movie was one of those like um, schoolyard things where someone would talk about. They'd be like, "Oh, Freddy, he's this guy that comes to you in your dreams, and if you're not afraid of afraid of him, he has no power. But if you are afraid of him, he does have power. And also, uh, his mom was a nun. It, it like it gets more. It, it gets like weird and like." I said the son of a thousand maniacs yeah yeah he is um but it gets weird like what people remember and like tell kids on the on the streets well he like freddie very much has like like a, a bloody mary energy yeah or like uh yeah. you know like a, an urban legend kind of like oh for sure yeah is it bad vibes yeah, nobody likes the, the the burned guy who uh like cuts off his fingers and like has like green goo coming out of them. I don't even know what that is. Is that what he is? Like green blood, like neon green blood. Yeah, essentially. Yeah. What the fuck? He's also just like I, I'm just gonna say he's a weird he, like he's just a weird dude. Like, uh, he, like he gets his giggle weirder. his giggle gets really uncomfortable for me. Um, I don't know. I mean, sure. calling himself God is also icky. Yeah. Uh, this is God. Yeah, that part. It's not him. It's now. fear, yeah. violence, Ugh. whatever. Yeah. He, and over time, he, again, he gets wackier and wackier uh, to uh, one of the most famous lines in the movie series is, Welcome to prime time, bitch. Uh, mm. Which is very <laughs> strange. Well, I, I like that he said, no running in the hallway. Like, I was like, that's good. <laughs> that's good. That's a good line. Yeah, he is the one that's endlessly quotable because it was like the first time we got a, a movie monster that talked. We, yeah. You don't get a lot of those. Yeah. Yeah, also, uh, no mask. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, his face was the mask. Uh, it, it was the thing where they were like, oh, we want him to talk. I think because Wes Craven was like, because he liked Dracula and he liked how Dracula was a creepy guy because he spoke. Whereas monster movies at the time were very based off of like Frankenstein where they're like, oh, he's a silent killer. So that's creepy. Hmm. I want the extreme opposite where like, it's like a really, really, really talkative killer. (laughs) Um, Like that, like that coworker that you're kind of like, we just shut the fuck up level (laughs) of uh, like talkative. That's what I want. 
oh my god and then be like will you just fucking end me already (laughs) (laughs) please just stop talking kill me do you watch um uh, what we do in the shadows i have yet to watch it um i've only i've watched the movie um but i've yet to watch the show i've I've seen the movie and season one and a bit of season two oh it's good uh, they just ended the fourth season, I think. It's it's a good show. It's really good. Uh, I think they just ended the third. I think. Yeah, you might be right. Anyway, uh, there's a character, Colin Robinson, who is a energy <laughs> vampire, and he's one of the best characters. Mm-hmm. And he's essentially what you're talking about. He's a guy who like you you work with, and everyone just kind of like gets drained of their energy and like falls asleep while they talk to him. Oh no! The power of being boring. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and that person just exists forever, though, because they're a vampire. And he's a daywalker. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Does he get coffee? Is he a coffee drinker? If I remember, it's like, he it, it would have been like a coffee drinker who talks a lot about, like, the intricacies of coffee. Great. In one of the later seasons, they have a, a millennial version of him. It's just a guy who talks about vaping a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of a of a movie franchise that scared me before I saw it. Kind of in reverse. Um, I was a kid who was really obsessed with dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, dinosaur bed sheets, posters, toys, books, Jurassic Park merchandise before I ever saw the movie. Uh, books of like what happens in Jurassic Park. With photographs from the movie. Love this book. Loving these things. See the movie. Nightmares for years. <laughs> yeah. No, that's that's fair. Uh, same. same. Uh, we talked about this when we uh, did Jurassic Park. Which, that was... That was Sheila, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where she was like... She at one point was like, Thank you, Jim, for calling this a horror movie. And I was like, No, it is a horror movie. This is a yeah. scary movie with all the Absolutely. tropes of horror in it. Done by a man who was a master at horror, uh, Steven Spielberg. No, I mean, granted that we now, I mean, granted now we know that that whole dinosaur breaking through the glass thing was an accident and those kids were actually terrified. But as a kid watching it, their fear that they experienced was what I think as a kid you were actually feeling. Like, I'm glad that they actually got that take because, like, it is a horror film. Like, as a small being, I think even if I watched. That for the first time as an adult, I'd be like, I would probably have some nightmares of like, yeah, I do. N- I don't think I want to live in a reality where dinosaurs are, are doing their thing. All set. Yeah. Good. Yeah, I don't want that to happen. Bad vibes. Nope. Yeah. I um. It's funny you. Uh, it's funny you say that part because there's a part in this movie where almost the exact same thing happens. Because remember at the very end when they put the, they put the top of the convertible on the car, and yep. then it like comes down really fast and they all scream. That was real. Uh, it was not supposed to do it that fast. It, it went really fast, with, and they all went, "Oh my god!" That's the real teenagers playing uh, all those kids uh, screaming at a a car that they thought was going to crush them. All I'm right, glad you, they got that take too. Yeah. Are y'all ready to explain the end of the uh, ending of the movie to me? Because I'm still fucking confused. <laughs> Freddy is a car. What's not to understand? Okay. Yeah. Freddy's Freddy's a car. The mom everyone's is a mannequin. Al- the mom's a mannequin. Everyone's alive. It's a dream car. Uh, the answer is New Line wanted to it's leave a, a sequel open. Okay, yeah. cool. So it's a it's a new dream. It's she's having a dream again, and then we're gonna see that's gonna go really sad. Or 
Or the whole thing is a dream. Yeah, I don't like that. Because then it's just like, why'd you just make a movie if it's all just a lie? Um, oh, thank you so much for summing up why I hate the it was all a dream trope or they were all dead the whole time. Yeah, like, it pisses me off. What was the point? Like, oh, no, that's how I felt about Lost. And I'll spoil Lost for anybody. <laughs> and if you, had, if you haven't had Lost spoiled for you, you're an idiot. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why that's not a take I want to I, I want to stand behind. But anyway, no, here's a here's a, here's a take on Lost. You can get spoiled on Lost and still not care about Lost. Yeah, yeah. No, no. <laughs> Thanks for the quote for the episode. Uh, <laughs> but oh my god, yeah. No, it it, it really that would it pisses me off if that's the thing. Uh, and if at the end of these nine movies, if that's what I find out, I'm going to be very mad because that will be a long, a, a lot of my life just to be like, well, okay, none of that mattered. <sighs> but now Freddy lives in your mind. Mission accomplished. Yeah. yeah, sure. I don't think I've ever had a dream with that kind of person. I did I did conceptualize a comic book, which I guess anybody can rip off, whatever. But I want the inverse of Freddy that just, like, helps you with, like, you know, space aliens, fucking dinosaurs, helps you remember, like, oh, that, you know, I don't know. I actually did have that dream where you forgot your clothes and went to school. It is an embarrassing thing. But it, Fred, uh, if, like, reverse Freddy was like, oh, hey, spare fucking onesie. Here you go. Don't stress it. You know, like, have a good one. Um Maybe not that in the comic book, but I had this stupid thing about uh, a superhero who wears, uh, like, PJs, um, who that's, like, his superhero outfit is, or their superhero outfit is. Uh, so that way, if you're a kid, I'm already ready to market this, you can dress like the actual superhero and wear PJs that look the same, so you can feel like, no matter what, like, you're going to be fine in your dreams, because, you know, you're a hero. Yeah, uh, that way, that way, dream person. If you're wearing like dream person's pajamas, then dream person can find you if you're having a bad dream. It's got you. I mean, I don't know if you can psych yourself oh. into having a good night of sleep. Uh, that would be awesome. Um, what it's a, good uh, idea. Uh, a whole lot of B, B vitamins and guided meditation. <laughs> uh, honestly, I'm just grateful at this point that I don't really have them. I think also therapy helped. I, for a while there, I did take a medication. Uh, oddly enough, don't just start taking blood thinners, listeners. But I did. Uh, or don't don't just randomly start taking blood pressure medication. Excuse me, I don't know why I said thinners. Um, but I did take start taking a blood pressure medication that was prescribed by a doctor. They're like, we don't know why, but it's been shown to help with nightmares. So what the fuck? So I took that uh, for a while. Interesting. And that mm-hmm. did help. Combined with if you just work stuff out in therapy, you probably stop having so many goddamn nightmares. Uh, so that combination of things, and I don't really have nightmares anymore. I have boring, vivid dreams from time to time. I've had ones where like I did the whole airport experience to like a T, and then just like got on my plane and then woke up. <laughs> Didn't oh, even get yeah. to take off. Didn't even take off. But yeah, I don't have I don't have nightmares anymore, y'all. I don't know if y'all do y'all have nightmares. Do you have any fun ones recently? Yeah, it's been a long time. Yeah, it's been a long time. My, I've, I found my nightmares are new now. Like, they're different types of nightmares. Ooh, fresh ones. Yeah, I wish I could come up with one off the top of my head, because the only one I can think of right now is I recently had one where I was dressed as a woman. Um, mm-hmm. And that was honestly just, like, what the dream was, was I was dressed as a woman. And it was it was strange because it was just a lot of people being like, Hey, you're dressed as a woman. And I was like, "Why? I can't dress as a woman." And that was honestly what the dream was. And I was like, "Why? Why did I have that? That's like not an experience. True to like that's not an experience as part of my life. But I those sentiments were 
my sentiments. Well, I mean, well, we've, I weird. think we've even <laughs> talked about it on the podcast, and like avid listeners will, I think, have heard documented times in which you've talked about you just like a lot of like wearing like fun women's outfits. Yeah. Uh, I, and I think you're, you know, an advocate of, yeah, uh, straight men are allowed to wear articles of clothing from the women's department without structurally having to change their identity. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you could just do that because it's fun and departments don't matter. Um, I- I like, yeah, I, I've said departments this before. are just compartments, <laughs> right? I'm actually, I'm actually wearing a uh, a shirt right now that I got at the women's department in a uh, uh, Target. Yeah. Um, my no. favorite hat is from Torrid. Oh, that's a nice hat. Water, are those watermelons? Yeah, hell yeah. I just uh, listeners, I just put on a hot fucking hat that <laughs> has watermelons on it if you yeah. couldn't tell by context shit's hot um now i don't know i don't know if you mean hot as in uh oh, that's a that's a hot hat or if you mean hot as in it makes your head hot but uh i'm in the second one is so true both yeah. are true <laughs> although talking about hot and watermelons um have you ever had watermelon pickles or by extension spicy watermelon pickles no is this a a pickle that's like tastes like a watermelon i want i want i'm curious uh like uh the the firm part of like the whitish not quite pink firmer part Mm -hmm. of a watermelon Mm -hmm. can just be pickled sure like a cucumber would okay they're they're related uh so it's just a little bit sweeter but if you if you add a little heat into the mix Mm. you get like a, a spicy sour sweet funky wonderful thing Mm. That sounds really good. I fucked up that. How, how did you come across this? I have no idea. Okay, fair enough. I think it might be uh, it might be like a Southern United this, States thing. Is this a dream you had one time? No. <laughs> um, it might have been, but it sounds delicious. That sounds I should weird. write a dream cookbook. <laughs> uh, I had one time one of those. Do you ever have a Kool Aid pickle? I've heard of them, but I've never, I've never eaten one. I. Oh, Jose, is everyone okay? <laughs> is everyone okay? Yes. Yes. Safety report. <laughs> Thank God. Everyone's okay. Okay. Everyone. So hold on, real quick, Dan. Did you just check with everyone? <laughs> I just repeated what Jim said. Don't make fun. <laughs> I feel bullied, Jim. What's happening here? The tables have turned. Hey, look, if you need to cry, you go ahead and cry, man. I'm Honestly. Just, I'm falling apart in this t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure everything's okay? I'm so sorry for laughing whoever fell. Can I just throw water down my shirt again? Yeah, just do that. Just train rolling. What's really bad is that in my head right now is fall back down. You're going to go back up again. (laughs) (laughs) That song is, for whatever reason, just came locked in. I get knocked down, but I I get get up up again. again. You're never going to keep me down. Oh my God. What the hell were we talking about? It's just. from the listener's point of view, every time Don't they come on, Dan's entire life is just a calamity. <laughs> like, 
So I live in a tornado. <laughs> oh, it's definitely even oh, more so chaotic and confusing on, on Drew Blarkman's episode. Uh, like, it was just like fucking ambulances nonstop going by. Um, and yeah. then actually on Frank's episode, we just had a, a marching band. Is that what it was? <laughs> it was... Um, Oh yeah, yeah. It was clearly the um Was it the Elmo band? Yeah. It was clearly Sweet. that Elmo band went through. You got it. What are they called? They're it. called like motion something motion. I don't know. I they have a cool name. I gotta find it. Um I do <laughs> I was talking to Frank uh recently about that, where I was like, Oh yeah, that was weird that um uh that marching band passed my house and then passed your house, and then he was like Oh my god. I just realized that they were the same band. I thought two separate marching bands were going through Philadelphia. Oh. And just like, and, pissed, and I was like, oh no, Frank, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I, f- I think they call themselves Positive Movement Entertainment. Oh. I like that. PME. I'm with that. They, uh, that's funny because we just call them Phil Elmo. Um, yeah, it's the Elmo band. Like, <laughs> either one works. Is this the same Elmo that just, like, has, like, fire behind it in a lot of pictures online? <laughs> yes. It's possible. Yeah. Right. There are a couple a couple, a couple pictures of him. Uh, the thing that got him famous was there was a trash fire that someone was filming, and then they, like, pan over, and it's Elmo playing the drums. Uh, <laughs> and then there was, was another a one. Chestnut and 15th. Oh, was that, that where photo. it was? Yeah. Oh, oh no! the The other one was um, during the riots. Uh, yep, he had lit. Oh, that's on the fire. one that I'm familiar with. Yeah, yeah, that's the that was the one on Ch- uh, Chestnut and Fifteenth. The other one was, I think, somewhere in Northeast Philly. Oh, okay. I'm thinking of a different photo. Yeah, uh, this was uh, the other one was a video, which we used to watch. Um, it's one of my favorite videos where someone took the Channel Six News the. That one is it. Action news. Yeah, action news. Um, they took that. They took the full song and then put it over clips of just Philadelphia being Philadelphia. Oh yeah, and it's like what we tell you about the world under. Yeah, yeah. Move closer to the world, my friend. That's it. That's the yeah. one. <laughs> I watched this video so many times. I I could tell you. I I got those words. <laughs> Question uh, that's a little uh, action news for you people. <laughs> yeah. Highly recommend oh. that video. Um I have to know. Have you seen worse acting in a movie? And if so, what was it? <laughs> because the acting in this movie is fucking terrible. <laughs> have you seen Troll 2, though? I have seen... Honestly, I what's really terrible is... Tro- uh, well, Troll... The Troll 1, Troll... Like, the fucking... Um, oh, no. Troll, right, one and, of, Troll 2 is not the sequel to Troll 1. Cool, 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 yeah, cool. Troll you know, 2 is no, just a I movie just, that they attached <laughs> Troll 2 to. Yeah. I just realized I was thinking of... Leprechaun and the Leprechaun franchise. Oh god, not it. troll. But I I watched the Leprechaun movies as a kid. Jennifer Aniston is a powerhouse in that movie. <laughs> oh god, 
I don't know if I should have been watching those movies. Uh, I ha- I don't remember them well. All I remember is being terrified th- about them as a kid. That's... And also had a different relationship with Pogo Sticks uh, after watching, I think, the third one? That I'm not familiar another... with those movies. That's another franchise where Kids on the Schoolyard described it to me, and I didn't watch them. I still haven't watched them, actually, but that's just because I haven't gotten around to them. Right, right on. I'll have to check. I honestly, we're gonna have to. Re- I can't wait to redo them or go through them. We're gonna do it. We have to do it. Yeah, Leprechaun, the Leprechaun series, eventually. But I want to stay away from scary movies. Are you kidding me? After doing these nine movies, I hate scary movies. I want a break yeah. for like a year. <laughs> Don't worry. These these get slow, these slowly become comedies. You'll be fine. Um, yeah. Uh, did you ever see the best worst movie, Dan? About the making or not about the making of Troll Two. But about like the reunion of all the stars. No. Oh, that sounds great. It's directed by the kid uh, from the movie, the main kid. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's actually Joshua. The, I think that's it. Yeah. Um, it's mostly about the guy who plays the father because he was a very interesting guy because he's a super charismatic man who's like. Uh, he he just was this guy who he thought like oh i'm going to be a uh, i'm going to be a big movie star but he's a dentist who just works in a town and like he's a big deal in that town cuz he's just such a big charismatic he's like got big personality and mm-hmm. then he was like he did that movie and he was like well that wasn't for me i'm just going to continue being uh the most charismatic ma- man in this tiny town um Ooh. but they try and like do a reunion of all the people and you see like the kind of people who are attracted to these terrible movies. And it's very interesting. interesting. Well, there was, um, I, I think like a, a majority of the reason that that movie turned out the way it did was that there was like, uh, an, an Italian English language barrier mm-hmm. between the majority of the crew and the cast. Mm-hmm. So, um, that just led to a lot of weird directorial choices. <laughs> And a lot of really weird performances that seem really out of character. <laughs> they um, they get the director uh, for the movie. and I he, can't wait to watch this. Oh, he's so embarrassed because he took it very seriously. And he thinks he thinks of it as like a work of art. And he doesn't like that everyone makes fun of it. Yeah. Whereas like everyone else is just like, yeah, we made these re- we made this terrible movie back in 1990. Like it's it, it was a fun part of our lives. Like, check it out. This is me in this movie. They they all like really take it uh, in stride, except for the director, who's like, this is an embarrassment on my career. I'd love to see his other films. Ooh, I don't know if he made anything like famous. Let me look. Jim, I feel like after doing this for two years, we, you and I need to make a film. Oh god! No. Ooh. But it needs to be like the ninth movie in a franchise. Yeah, no. Actually, what would be really great is that if we did a, th- uh, we'll find the right, uh, like twofer, like that's out there, and we're just gonna have to. We'll make the third. Um, You're making Half Life Three. We're doing it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, babe, pig in the what's not in the city? Babe, pig in space. Yeah, we're doing we it. We came up with this last time. <laughs> <laughs> was it Bay Pig in Space? Yeah, it was Bay Pig in Space because uh, we complimented a- uh, Avelyn on uh, heightening. Great, awesome. That's obviously well. The next if you movie. if you can if you can shoot and release this film before Christmas, you could make um, a third Matrix movie because the second and third Matrix movies are one movie. Ooh, oh, didn't they, out. didn't they just make a like Revelations or something like that? It comes out on Christmas. 
Oh, okay, okay. Oh, you want us to come up with a movie? Or, that I, comes it, it, those may, yeah, I guess it'll be it'll be. You may have seen it by the time uh, right this now is, is. <laughs> <laughs> whatever five weeks from now is. So yes, yeah. Let us know what you let us know what you thought, folks. Get at us on social media. Uh, I, I will I, talk. Yeah, if you've if you've seen the Matrix when this podcast airs, uh, find me on socials and I will talk at length about it. I'm I'm this is uh we haven't done the Matrix yet. I, I've been very excited to get you back on for the Matrix because I have thoughts as well. Uh, I've only seen the original one. Uh, I think we talked about this because I think you said, yeah, that's the only one that exists. Um, Me? But... Oh no, I love them. Oh, do you? <laughs> oh, I can't. I, yeah, I can't wait for. I I can't wait for that. I've never seen the second and third one. I have. I have I know some scenes that happen. Like I know the scene with the architect. Mm-hmm. Where he's the man sitting in the room full of TVs. Well, it's because Will Ferrell did that one, right? <laughs> <laughs> I think I think it was just one of those things that was like two thousand three. Everyone was that was just everywhere. Just yeah, that hither, clip of that guy. Hither to moreover. Therefore, we are <laughs> an element of choice in the hereafter, hitherfore, blah. Are you talking about Elderon or whatever his name is? Elrond? No, Elrond. that's um, that's Agent Smith. That's Agent Smith. Never mind. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Hugo Weaving. Mm-hmm. Mm. Good. Great. Go ahead, Kyle. Uh, <laughs> no, that's it. Uh, so I think it's... <laughs> Honestly, I, I, if I'm doing my job correct, Jim, uh, I think it's about that time that we should probably uh, start getting into some final notes. Yes. Uh, so let's let's get some a couple things about this movie. Uh, I'm happy to vamp in the meantime, but if one of you has one to go, uh, what's something about this movie you just can't not talk about? Oh, man. Great. I'll kick us off. Um, so a thing that I was confused about, and maybe you can shed some light on, on this... <laughs> When prison dude died, what's his name? Rod. Rod. Yeah. So when when Rod I don't, I don't Lane, want, I don't want to call him prison dude. The guy who died in prison, uh, who also uh, was honestly one of my favorite characters in the movie for some reason. He had, oh, he's so unlikable though. I know, but it's that's why is because he like uh, he's one of my favorite people to watch die. <laughs> yeah, it's it's that thing where I it's one of the things that I like uh, I do in uh, media, which is like. There's characters that are horrible, and you're supposed to hate them, and I love them for that reason, because I'm like, oh, that's a great... Oh, no. Uh, well, we had some audio issues there and lost some of Jim's audio. Uh, but you know what? Just use your imagination, and uh, we'll, we'll figure out what he was saying right after this commercial break. Oh, hello. Who am I, you ask? Well, that's on a need-to-know basis, and I guess you need to know. I'm Donnell from the WatchNet Podcast, a little podcast where me and my co-host Robert dive into different TV shows and movies to give our viewpoints and reviews. TV shows like The Boys to the 1999 hit movie The 13th Floor. So if that sounds like something you'd be interested in, come join us at WatchNetPod.com or on any podcast provider. Hey everyone, it's the other host here with some great news. We have ourselves our first Captain's Log Patreon tier member. 
Thank you so much, Crimson, for joining us. Uh, for those of you who do not know, Rotten Treasure does have a Patreon where you can gain access to uh, voting power in upcoming franchises, early release episodes, extra bonus recap episodes, and that's not all. You can also, with the Captain's Log tier, uh, you can promote a business, an organization, uh, something you're proud of yourself. Uh, you can just promote pretty much anything within reason, maybe not a cult. We'll, st we'll start with not, yeah, no, no cults, please. Uh, but Crimson would like to give a special shout out this week to Huge Theater in Minneapolis, Minnesota. There is a wonderful improv theater where you can go to see shows every single night of the week except for Tuesdays. Within the shout out, there's a special shout out to Monday nights, show X, 8 p.m. Folks, you can get in to a show at 8 o'clock, get your laugh on, get home by 9.30, and go to bed like a responsible adult. Crimson and I did it. We had a blast. We think it was great. If you don't think so, don't come crying back to us. You're wrong. Let's get back to the show. Thanks, Crimson. Thank you for making me hate them. Okay. Like the classic example is Joffrey from Game of Thrones, mm -hmm. where oh, you watch his, that guy. Purple, ugly, choking face. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Fuck you. When you watch Die. that, you're just like, ugh, I do not like this guy. Perfectly written character. Love him. He's a great character. Um, so he died. Uh, yeah. Rod guy died. And the next, like, scene, I think, is the funeral. And at this time, I'm presuming that the main character, she has not slept? Um, Probably at that point, yeah. Right, yeah, Nancy but... at one point says she hadn't slept in nine days, and the record okay. was, like, 12 or 11 or something. Okay, so that's what I wanted to understand, was just, like, am I to assume that she has not slept during the duration of planning a funeral? Because that takes at least, like, what, five, four like like i don't know, i've never had days. a rushed i've never had a rushed funeral job but the idea of having to stay awake during all of the preparation of a funeral sounds fucking terrible yeah i was just, I was just very confused because i was just like and okay somehow she made it all the way to the the funeral she had fallen asleep right before he died gotcha because there's that because it's the <laughs> the very funny scene where her and Johnny Depp go into uh, the dream together, and Johnny Depp comes out from behind a tree, mm -hmm. which I thought was really funny. Um, and then she sees him in the the jail cell. Or she sees him in the jail cell, mm -hmm. and Freddy's gonna kill him. Yeah, right. So she was uh, dream led to there. Yes, yes. So was fresh rested to not sleep for five days while she planned a funeral. Yes, hmm. I I imagine she didn't plan the funeral, uh, because I don't think. <laughs> that the friend of wait hold on <laughs> rod was uh involved with tina yeah. and tina and nancy were f good enough friends to have tina have asked nancy and glenn well no just nancy to spend the night and then yeah. glenn and rod kind of showed up because dudes they're well nancy I and think... him are, are good enough friends to be able to convince a police department to just let you go talk to a murder suspect <laughs> Just well, that's because it's Nancy's dad. Yeah, it was Nancy's Oh, yeah, dad. yeah, yeah, that's right. Her, she could be like, hey, dad, I want to go talk to my friend inside a jail cell. That I want to like go talk to my friend's murderer. Yeah, is that okay? I mean, you know it's not, so whatever. We all know it's not. Um, That was, <laughs> it was at the funeral that my girlfriend said uh, he has a, uh, she was like, he has a bit of a porn name. I was like, Rod Lane? And she was like, yeah. And then I huh. made the joke, uh, <laughs> and now we put the rest, penis long dick. Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. 
Well, hold on. How come Penis Long Dick got a uh, a funeral and uh, right like uh, <laughs> not Tina? Not Tina. Why didn't Tina get a funeral scene? We're like, yeah, yeah. He needs a he needs a whole thing. But like the first main character that just dies right away, we're like, yeah, they don't need a funeral. They're fine. We get it. They died. Oh, that's a well. I guess because she was. This is uh, this is what I'm gonna guess. She was still an open case. Hmm. Uh, whereas he was clearly well, it isn't. The, it is what happened. But his was in their minds clearly a suicide. Right. So they were like, "Oh, we don't need to like investigate this. We could just bury him." Whereas Tina, they were like, mm, "We got to check this out a little bit." So she was hung up in some bureaucratic. I can't bury my daughter. Nonsense. I think I don't know. This is me guessing how the police department works. Jim, did you just bark? Uh, no, that was uh, Dan's dog. Don't try and put that on me. <laughs> <laughs> Jim's been working on his barking. Uh, <laughs> Jim, what do you got? Keep working. Um, I liked... Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like to think that when she described freddie to her parents that they got it from the first descriptor which was he go she they were like she was like i saw this man in my dreams he wore a weird hat and then the parents like give each other eyes and i was like did they figure it out from he wore a weird hat were they like oh shit that child murderer is back remember he wore a weird hat yeah they're also very good at guess who. They're like, oh, I know it. Fuck it. It's, def- <laughs> it's definitely Bob. <laughs> Is he wearing a green and red sweater? <laughs> no. <Nope>. Guess again. <laughs> Does he have knives for fingers? <laughs> when you guess who, it's a mystery. <laughs> oh, man. I, want- I haven't heard that a long time. Oh, I love guess who. I have a copy of it in my house. I uh, uh, wholly, wholly, wholly recommend Dinosaur Tea Party, which is a multiplayer uh, dinosaur tea party aesthetic inspired version of Guess Who. I'm into it. Uh, I mean, I already wanted to do a version of Di- uh, of Guess Who where there's just one dinosaur and a bunch of humans. <laughs> and then it's just you just go, is it? Are you a dinosaur? And you're like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got it. I'm it's like make that happen. But with like. A sharpie and like a <laughs> one by two inch square of paper. Yeah, that's actually a good point. Sorry, it's... Karen, you're out. <laughs> that's the correct choice. Yeah, it was one of those things where the original Guess Who, because of how not diverse they were, like diversity was not in their mind. No. You could just go, "Is it a woman?" Yes, and then you'd put down literally all but three of them because they were yeah. like, they couldn't possibly think that it's a woman. Like, <laughs> yeah. No, it's terrible. Uh. Um, something that uh, I need to say as a last note. No, please do bring it up. Is that yes, like please. I? So uh, I didn't watch that the the movies that made us Netflix episode, but I did watch like uh, a top ten things you didn't know about Nightmare on Elm Street on YouTube. Mm, night. And um, that video and some other content and and like some write ups on Nightmare on Elm Street uh, use the word pedophile to refer to freddy yeah yeah this movie only says filthy child murderer yes i don't know how true anything is later in the franchise until the what 2000 some odd remake um because that that was a thing um but not here right 
I, I, I saw something. I also watched a video online that talked about how I, th- I think at one point that was like a, in some of the original script was that like he was also a, a pedophile. Um, but they were like, when they made the movie, they're like, eh, what if we just cut that part out? Yeah. Maybe maybe just kills kids. Uh, yeah. Because I mean, I can still see them going. That's still horrible. Little... Still, yeah, still terrible to kill kids. But yes, it could be. Yeah. it could be worse. I suppose. Yes. Yeah, I think they were like, hmm, that's a little too dark for our but horror movie. Like, also, you can kind of say child murderer, and people are like, ooh, that's a bad thing. But when you say child molester, you're like, ah, that's I can't like, <sighs> I'm I'm taken out because that's so that's yeah. so His, horrible. You did a really creepy. good job making penis dick long a horrible character, but <laughs> yeah, gone one step too far. <laughs> they made they made Freddy super sexual um, and creepy though. Still, like he definitely oh, still the phone had kind scene of, with the tongue. Yeah, you're my, you're, I'm your boyfriend now. Yeah, right. And also the classic scene that is like noteworthy from this movie, uh, right? That that apparent, like at least what's at the internet tells me, is like a big scene for this movie, is him having his fucking razor terrible hands between a teenage girl's legs while she's in the bathtub. Yeah. Um, yes. What a what a choice, writers. Fair. Because <laughs> um, yeah, that just I obviously. Look at all these adults that are playing teenagers in this 1984 film. Of course, like it's, I, it's so many adults playing teens. My but, favorite line is, "I look like I'm 20 because she's yeah. so clearly a 20 year old girl yeah. playing." A... Very much so, but it's still uncomfortable. Like I've watched the movie Pen 15, where they did like an episode about them having puberty, and I know that they're 30 year olds playing teenagers, but I still was just uncomfortable through the whole thing. Uh, because yeah, it's just like, I don't know. They're supposed to, we're, we're, they're teenagers. That's what we've told the audience. And to me, it's just like, that scene is just like a little too far for me. Hmm. Um, that being said, uh, I did find out that it was because they built like, uh, like making that scene. They did have like a little, like a human being that literally was like underneath water. They like made a section underneath the tub. That was like another little box underneath the tub area Mm -hmm. where a human being was just hanging out with the claw. Yeah, they shot from underneath, too. There was a scene yeah. where she was submerged, oh, that's and right. you can just see the light coming from the top of the tub. That's so wild. Which, again, is, uh, I think, another common uh, dream image as well. So, creepy. Pulled underwater. Mm-hmm. But a cool a cool shot, never the, like nonetheless. I get I get why it's a cool shot to make, uh, but, oh, God, I don't want to... <laughs> I, guess, I guess that's what it is. Like, we did Psycho, where it's like you're vulnerable in the shower, so I guess, like, that seems to be a very... Uh, Common horror thing, yeah, no, to to have someone try to murder us while we're bathing. Well, yeah, just to just to be nude comes from yeah. Psycho because they, uh, everyone saw that movie and went, "Wow, I don't want to ever be murdered while I'm so vulnerable in the yeah. nude." Yeah, and you're more vulnerable while you're sleeping, mm-hmm. preferably or, nude, or <laughs> listening to music while in your sexy crop top. Uh, once again, I just said sexy, and I'm referring to a high school student, but it's baby Johnny Depp. Oh come on! It's a let's it's, see how old Johnny Depp. I actually, I, love, I think honestly, <laughs> I'm you're gonna find out an age, and I'm gonna feel uncomfortable when we find it out. Like that's <laughs> that's where we're at. 63. That means he was 21. Okay. Whew. Great. I'm attracted to 21 year old Johnny Depp. That's something I now know about. Myself. Who isn't? Yeah. I do not see Johnny Depp in that little boy's face. Really? Like oh, no? I can't. I can't see the uh, the adult Johnny Depp in there at all. That's just me. 
probably more of a broken person and he's played a lot more fucking people and he's not like in this he's just boring uh he's not really that important of a character for me in this uh i think this was this was his first role and i Mm -hmm. don't think he auditioned for it no i think he like i think he tagged along or something and was like typecast or not not type no 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 because it was supposed to be the screenplay originally called for like a tall blonde jock but whoever was casting like saw Johnny Depp and was like, "It's you." So it's even, it's even, it's a little more, it's a little different. I think it's Wes Craven. Someone's daughter saw Johnny Depp and went, "That guy's hunky. You should put him in the movie." Mm. And that's how that worked. Sure. So they were like, "Oh, a child thought that was a hunky man, so he is hunky. Let's put him in." Hunky man sounds like a really good candy bar. I mean, they definitely <laughs> a hunky man. Yeah, but it's like a cool like candy bar. Like, are you a real? <laughs> are you a real man? Have you had a hunky man today? <laughs> this hunky man is made with one hundred percent mustache oil. <laughs> <laughs> it tastes like coconut. <laughs> it's cause it is. <laughs> it tastes like coconuts and trees. <laughs> mm. I mean, we're just doing hungry man. <laughs> <laughs> right i agree with it. i agree with your dog <laughs> he's a hungry man oh uh all right i was gonna say does anybody have another one no i i wrote so many i wrote so many jokes that i'm just like this is none of these are good jokes you wrote okay give us some of the bad jokes you wrote freddy krueger has been laid to rest that was the end uh that's when he was they mm-hmm, mm-hmm, they mm-hmm, laid him down mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Most Did you of just re- go, just go. You're fired, and that was a joke, like a giggle for you to no. yourself. <laughs> this is cl- this is one of those things that I went, that I turned to my girlfriend and went, "Oh, Freddy Krueger has been laid to rest." And then she didn't laugh, and I wrote it down in my notes. <laughs> we'll see. We'll test it out in the audience. Um, who doesn't now a lot, get to respond? A lot of them are I, like, I think I might just not get it. It's probably funny. Yeah, I don't. I don't. <laughs> no. He died at that point when I wrote that, and lay to rest is a way to say that someone died. And then, but like laying is also what you do to sleep. I I'm not saying it's good. I don't want to. No. I don't want to pretend like it was a good joke, and no. I don't want anyone to recognize it as a good joke. Uh, because it's not. What if uh, what if Freddy sleeps with the fishes? <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. All right. That's a better joke. Uh. <laughs> Even though the concept isn't that there, uh, no. Most of most of the things I wrote down were like continuations of what people say, and it doesn't make sense unless you're watching that scene. Uh, so we're gonna keep going, and we're gonna riff tracks this thing, right? Yeah. What do you got? Yeah. What do you got? <laughs> like there was there was one point where the dream doctor doctor says, "Oh, it's a real good dream she's having too," and I said. Yeah, it looks like she's dreaming about winning the Nobel Peace Prize. And Vanna White is handing it to her. And she's saying, oh, Dr. Sleep Man, you're so handsome. And I just like like to imagine the mom just like looking at him like, yeah, I'm sure that's what my daughter's dreaming about right now. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Dr. Sleep Man and his son, <laughs> Penis Dick Long. <laughs> I don't come up with good names. <laughs> <laughs> They're wonderful. Jim, did you know that that, uh, that Sleep Doctor was the voice of Roger Rabbit? Oh really? Yeah, that's what yeah. I discovered. Interesting, fun. I like I don't that. Know. 
I don't know what his name is, but that's a fact I now know, and that's a fact now everybody knows. Hold on to that nugget for uh, for Monday Night Trivia, everybody. Uh, I think, lastly, I just also want to understand, why is the hopscotch in- associated with it? Like, what's that about? Like, I didn't... Maybe I just needed to watch it again, but, like... It, Are you that... talking about the jump rope? Yeah, this, sorry. Yeah, the jump rope. Sorry. I think it was just, like, an in-universe way of, like, giving Freddy that kind of Bloody Mary schoolyard vibe. Mm-hmm. In that, like, you know, here's here's this rhyme about the dream murderer that get, will get, get you while you sleep. Which I love. Uh, I'm a big fan of, like, I, I'm a huge sucker for small towns with, like, a sordid past. Uh, and, like, everyone talks about it now. Mm. Like, something that happened 20 years ago. But now they, but now all the kids just uh, sing this, sing this song about Freddy. And then he comes back. I'm a huge sucker for those types of movies. It has the same uh, has the same thing going on with it. Uh, actually, a lot of Stephen King novels have that because it's a great way to tell a story. I love it. I'm a huge sucker for uh, small town stuff. You'd love Troll too. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, I would. All right. Well, <laughs> so uh, I would like to know. Uh, just real quick, both of you, good? Yeah? Yeah. You don't yep. have another thing? Uh, Dan? No other th- thing. There, well, what I want to know, uh, feel free to literally promote anything. It can be a person, it could be an organization, place. it could be it a could place, be, it could be a it philosophy. Could be a thing. Kate Fruman just promoted the concept of kindness, which I think is something that we really need to keep pushing on this podcast. Every episode is brought to you by the concept of kindness, folks. Uh... <laughs> So, is there anything you would like to promote out to our listeners? Um, I would like to promote uh, staying hydrated, mm-hmm. uh, staying vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd like to promote uh, not being a penis dick long. <laughs> good, good, good. I can, um, put, I can write that for the episode description, no problem. <laughs> Don't be, a, don't be a don't dick, be. basically. <laughs> it's uh, the, the 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 negative way of saying uh, be kind to everyone. Don't be mm. a dick. <laughs> <laughs> Drink some water. Get your shot. Don't be a dick. Peace. Uh, that might be one of my favorite promotions. Thank you so much for that. Oh my god, that's so good. <laughs> did you have oh. any like? Did you have any uh, like promotions about your life though? <laughs> um. Yeah, live yours. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm at Dan on the internets most places. Sometimes I'm on the internets. Um, yeah. Sometimes I do things there. Dan yeah. on the internets. Hell yeah. Cool. Uh, Wherever uh, complete breakfasts are sold. I, I miss your ukulele covers on the when they were on the a little bit more on the reg. Um, you live your life and do what you need to do. Um, <laughs> I appreciate especially you saying so. When you when you got into some playing around with uh some was you playing around with a Game Boy that you connected to it? What was it? Yeah, I had that. I so I no longer have that piece of hardware, but I was making I was making music with a Game Boy. But I do have a, a synthesizer that I'm playing around that can Hell make yeah. similar noises, but it is not uh it is not a a, a synthesizer built 
with a Game Boy. <laughs> yeah, everybody, I want you to creep on Dan. So get on Dan on the internet and go to like some content from like a year ago and just start liking no, it's, everything. <laughs> there's a lot of really, it, it, your your Instagram is one of those things that you could just like get lost in because there's a lot yeah. of interesting, I remember you made um over the garden wall, like playing, uh, not playing cards, but like. Oh, magic cards. Yeah, yeah. like magic yep. cards. It was, I was like, oh man, this is, this is an interesting person. <laughs> You so, know what? I do have another. I have a another Instagram account uh, at Philly Magic Card Customs, uh, and I do that with like I made like a couple hundred King of the Hill and Steven Universe Magic cards as well. Yeah, nice, nice, yes, yes. I remember seeing some of the King of the Hill ones. Yes, uh, yeah, no, uh, folks. These are in the episode descriptions for a reason, uh, so that way you don't have to like go grab a pen or a paper or whatever. Uh, just go uh, to the thing I, I, I said to go to in the uh, in the description. That's how that works. Sweet. Hell yeah. Thanks for sharing that. Oh, no. Thank you. F- thank you for putting out content that has brought me joy. Um, yeah. <laughs> hell yeah. Thanks for saying so. I'll make more now, I guess. I mean, you live your life. And oh, it's do just, what you honestly, need to do. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think what it is is that you could just genuinely tell that you're having a good time, which is all I genuinely... Like, that's my favorite things to watch on the internet. It's just people who clearly just kind of are making their own giggles because they know what's important to laugh. Yeah. It's yeah, a, yeah. Uh, I dig that. I dig that a lot. I would, I would call that a, a hallmark of your comedy stylings as well. You're one of those people that I'm like, that person's just having fun. They're They're yeah. really having a good time on stage. That's what I've found works for me. And I think it works for other people, too. Hell yeah. Well, folks, definitely also go back and uh, and check out Dan's episode during our Indiana Jones run. Um, I believe you did. Uh, if I can remember the names of the movies right, it's The Last Crusade. Yep. Um, yep. I know the names of movies. Um, but just thank you for, for coming back into my life again, because I miss you tremendously, Dan, just as a, as a constant reminder to just laugh. Um, I miss <laughs> thank your you laugh. So much. It's so good to hear it. Um, yeah, because I, I think we're supposed to do that. We're supposed to find those belly laughs and just like allow ourselves to have that playfulness. Uh, and you're one of my favorite reminders of that. And I, I, I love you so much. <laughs> Thank you so much. I love oh. you too. And I, I love you guys for having me on. Hell yeah. And I really, I really appreciate everything. Well, you'll be back because we got to talk about the Matrix. Yeah. Um, I can't wait. Definitely. <laughs> Uh, so thank you so much, everybody, for listening. Thank you, Dan, for coming on. Uh, we are going to continue this journey. It's never, ever, ever going to end. Uh, and like it's, and by that I mean, uh, for the next nine weeks, we're going to be watching every single one of these movies. So next week, uh, we're going to be back, returning for Nightmare on Elm Street Two: Freddy's Revenge uh, with Rob O'Neill. Uh, he is going to be giving us some hot takes on uh, the second one, which is more about what Jim. What's going to be different? Oh. That one is actually really interesting because that one's a, yeah, a, an allegory for a uh, 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 closet at homosexuality. Oh boy, folks, it's gonna get real. Oh, I'm so excited as a queer person to watch this one. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> all right, everybody. It we does an all right it. job. Yeah, we'll, it, we'll it find does out. its best as it could in 1986. Yes. Yeah. Oh boy. All right, yeah, we'll find out. Yeah. yeah. I love uh, you both. I, I love you both. I I love, I love both. the audience um, and the. I'm sorry. I love. I don't know why I keep calling the audience. I apologize. Your listeners. You're not. There's. I, I like the idea that you're all out there somewhere sitting together. Actually, <laughs> 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 that all of our listeners get together when they listen. Yeah. <laughs> I really hope that's the case. 
All right. You're all wonderful. I love you more than Jim loves you. Just as a reminder, okay. I'm the better host. That's true. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook at Rotten Treasure. And on Instagram at Rotten underscore Treasure. And on Twitter at Rotten Treasure. And go to Patreon.com slash Rotten Treasure for bonus episodes, early episode release, and a vote for the next series. And be sure to give us a five-star rating and review us on any of your available podcast apps. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks. Perfect.